Scudder, my brother, was handed. Hey, fantasy, it's session. We talking touchdowns, receptions, interceptions. They got a band to kick her. We need that correction. Talk them out. We flexing. How many of y'all you collect? We trying to get that winning record. Fantasy, it's session. So we back at it. I know it's been long overdue, baby, but what it is, hope is what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy and Session the Podcast. And the boys are back in town. As and as always, if you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this at, make sure you subscribe there, follow there, tell a friend to tell a friend to do what you just did, leave a comment, leave some reviews. Javar, how you been, man? We back. Los, I don't know, man. He he don't I don't know what he got going on, man. Did he leave the show? I don't know. I'm gonna call to talk to him about it. We gotta get back out here. We need we need some more stats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. What's up, man? You like Steph Curry? Just show up when he wants to. What's in his contract? Not getting paid or something. (laughs) (laughs) How you been, bro? What's going on? Tell me how you been. I've been good. You know, I'm rocking there Thursday lunchtime with LQ and Robbie. So you know, I've been trying to still push content out there, but. I'm glad to be back with the fam. You know, get the cookies. Hey, we back, man. We back. Hey, hey, finally we back, man. We're not gonna leave the people dry no more. Pause. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey. Um. So uh, first, uh, as always, we want to give a moment of silence out, man. It's been too many names since the last time we recorded, so I'm not even gonna go through the whole traumatic thing, man. It's supposed to be a happy episode, so mm-hmm. we're just gonna give a moment of silence and go get past that. And we back, and we back. Hey, man, so we back, like I said, man, with the first episode back, for real, for real, in the new year. We got my uh, a special guest with us today, a fellow Rise Up uh, Falcon Nation, um, you know, just a, a Falcon Nation addict like us that's addicted to that crack pipe. We all trying to get off of it, you know what I'm saying? But somehow they keep pulling us back in every year. They won't, they won't, they won't let us go, and you know what I'm saying? It, it really, to be a Falcon fan, you have to know a Falcon fan, you know what I'm saying? Hey, this is supposed so to be we got Matt. we got brother Matt from Dynasty Sons, man. I'm gonna bring him on, man. Y'all welcome him. Yo, what's up, fellas? You good to see you, fam. Thanks for inviting me on here tonight. Yes, uh, sir. How you feeling? I'm doing good, you know, living living the high life. Are you are you still high off the draft or have you came back down to earth? Oh, bro, I'm gonna be high for years off of that Kyle Pitts pick. So you, so you weren't one of the ones that wanted um, a quarterback. I didn't want a quarterback. I wanted to trade back. I was looking to get a little bit more value in this draft. I was even hoping we might trade back twice. I was thinking maybe pop back with the Lions and then pop back with the Patriots again or something like that. But you know, in the end, it looks like uh, Smith and Fontenot were were really in on Pitts. Everybody loved him. So what's not to love? Look at him. He's a beast. Six six. Good night. I'm not gonna lie, man. I did want Justin Fields at first, you know what I mean. But the more and more the, as the draft progressed, you know what I'm saying. I, f- I see that we're gonna trust Matty Ice, who I think is the best thing that ever happened to Atlanta, and people disrespect him so much. I will get into like that in the episode. What you say? Uh, uh, I'm put like this. Gay went missing when Kyle Pitts got drafted. He went missing. That's how mad he was. Then the next day he came around. He was like, all right. <laughs> I had to see the rest of it. I had to see. The, I had to see the rest of it. You know what I mean? I'm not too happy with with the with the offensive line. We offensive lineman we took in the third. I feel like it, it was better offensive lineman out there. But nah. I'm really happy we addressed the safety pick. You know what I'm saying? I, I see a lot of people hating on Richie Grant, but I think Richie Grant is was a great pick. Uh, I, they say this. They say this is the best draft class we not had, and that's that's speaking a lot from the draft class where we had DeAndre Campbell, Deion Jones, Neil. And, and and Austin Hooper. So so them them linemen are some good prospects. We'll see, man. We'll see what they do. We'll see. Hopefully they develop them better than Jim Moore Jr., uh Mike Smith. Uh who 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 was the next one after him? What's the last guy name? I forgot it already. Quinn. Quinn, Dan Quinn. Everybody else is supposed to be the savior, man. So I keep my. I'm trying to keep my my hopes at a minimum. It's too early for me to get decided for the Falcons because I'll be burned out. This, I'm right this, there with you. This one, <laughs> yeah, I put it like this. This one, you kind of get excited about the head coach. He didn't come in 
and try to restructure what he did in Tennessee. He came in, he evaluated the team, and he saw what was next best. Bruh, they about to be running four and three wide. They're not about to be just be running the same offense in Tennessee that he ran. So when you see a coach, you know, changing his scheme to fit his players instead of, you know, just running the same scheme with players that don't fit your scheme, that's when you know you got at least a, a decent a decent coach that's in there studying and trying to trying to put the team in the best position possible. So we're gonna see on Sunday. Uh, I'm optimistic. All right. Uh, so let's get into some of the news and notes. Not since the last time we potted, because that would be way too many. So we're just gonna get into just some of the recent news and notes, maybe from this week. Um, let's see, Aaron Rodgers. I think that we should talk about Aaron Rodgers, man. I think that's the big news going on right now. How do you feel about Aaron Rodgers, man? Do you think that Green Bay will be dumb enough to let him go, or you think it's just a hoax? I think that he's kind of putting them in a position where they're going to have to. I mean, I don't know what the solution is for them to get out and still make Roger, you know, to keep Rogers in and, and still make him happy. Uh, I even read something today that they're starting to look at like filing tampering charges against the 49ers and the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're thinking they had something to do with this whole thing leading up to it. So it's going to get ugly and I think he's going to get out of there. I, it, it's no way they could let him out of there. It's no way that would be like one of the dumbest things that I've ever seen uh, in the NFL. Wait, 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 wait! You think they won't do that when one Aaron Rodgers needed a wide receiver last year, and they drafted a quarterback in the first round, and then a running back in the second round, and 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 then come this offseason. They dropped another corner. They re-signed the running back and gave him money. And you talk about you don't see Green Bay doing anything stupid. I see they signed another and they drafted a corner with their first pick, too. Yep. A matter of time, they do something stupid. And that enough pissed off Aaron Rodgers. And you know how much of a diva hit he is. Exactly. He'll retire. That's what he said he'll do. He said he'll retire. I mean the man the man divorced his family for God's sake. I mean, right. he told his family, like, I'm done with you. His mom. His I'm dad, here for football. Or, I can't even win right. Super Bowls because you, mom. I hate so, you. So I would surprised. It's definitely a story to watch. We'll see, man. Uh, uh, Rashad Penny got his uh, fifth-year option decline. How do you feel about Rashad Penny this year? I see a lot of people chattering about Rashad Penny. got to see it. I got to see it. Uh, Calvin really picked up his fifth year option as expected. Hayden Hurst was uh, his fifth year option got declined, you know, with this with this new drafting of Cal Pitts. Um, Chiefs signed, I mean, the Chiefs signed former Vikings Jeremy Kennan. Um, so they got another running back in the backfield out there, maybe a one two combo with CEH. Uh, I don't know anything else. Uh, you want to talk about Sam Darnold being uh traded to the Panthers? So another another quarterback in the NFC South. How y'all feel about Sam Donald? Y'all feel like he can have a, a comeback year? You know how the at the gates effect. You think that's that's in line for Sam Donald? I mean, he's got the best offense he ever had, and they went and drafted another wide receiver. But yeah, he can definitely do something. Do you know Robbie Allen? Do you know Robbie Anderson was like top ten in targets last year? He's a baller. And Tyler Lockett was top five. I, I didn't know that about a uh, Lockett, but you know, uh, That's crazy. I, I went and traded a couple shares for Robbie Anderson, and uh, and he was getting targeted a lot. So it's it's only uphill from here. One Sam Darnold who can actually throw the ball downfield, and with CMC back, the wide receivers are going to have one on one coverage. You know, they're not going to be able to just. The defense not gonna be able to just pin back, so they got to come up and stop CMC. So that helps out the whole offense at home. So Sam Darnold should be much better than what he was with the Jet for sure. Oh, oh yeah, not, absolutely. I'm they're not probably saying, not gonna ask him to do a whole lot either. I mean, they're not gonna need him to go out there and win games if CMC's on, you know doing his thing. Facts. Mm-hmm. I think fans. I'm not scared of the, not. I'm not never scared of the Panthers. They always gonna choke at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. This is a Falcon podcast. I normally say like this is not a Falcon podcast, but now it really is. So right. So let's get to the facts. Yeah, man. So y'all got any other news and notes? No, nah, I'm good. Uh, That's good. All right, man. Let's get to why we're here, man. Let's get to why we're here. Do the Falcons really rise up? You know what I mean. Do you think that's going to happen this year? Is this finally the year that we get over the hump? Is Arthur Smith the one? 
to take us to the promised land and to run the ball on fourth down and not um, try to throw a pass and Devontae Freeman not miss a fucking block. And, <laughs> and we lose the Super Bowl after we was up 28 to three. Why you got to bring that up? Right. Thanks, Gabe. Thank you. I'm sorry, bro. Really appreciate sorry, you. Bro. Thank you. Yeah, I'm no just way. sorry, man. I'm just, yeah. I, I still haven't watched the end of it. Oh, okay. 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 Are we, the talking, whole about Super Bowl? The or are we talking about the past? Thank you. We can talk about the we can talk about the future, man. We, let's talk about why we're here, man. Kyle Pitts drafted fourth overall. No quarterback drafted. No running back drafted. Uh-huh. How do we feel about the Falcons' 2021 draft? How you feel? I like it. I'm not real sure about the cornerbacks they picked. Uh, it seems like we're going to a little bit of a different defensive scheme with Pease. So I'm going to have to kind of see how he uses these like shorter, more guys that are, are are playing facing the quarterback with uh, instead of like their back to the quarterback like we did a lot with Quinn. So I think that I think the defense is going to say as much about what our season does as the offense does. I mean Dan Pease is known to have a great defense out there in Tennessee, you know what I mean? Um they he they he they brought him back out of retirement, so the relationship with him and Arthur Smith has to be pretty solid for him to do that for Arthur Smith. Um, and his son is on the coaching staff, so he's probably going to like you know what I'm saying right a passage his son into the defensive coordinator position if everything goes right. He normally wow. runs like a three four, like a multi defense. You know what I mean? Out there, they like a lot of players moving around, a lot of hands in the dirt. But the thing about when I see the Titans playing, um, they get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. So I'm not, I'm not sure if he looked at our defense before he got here and like didn't know that we don't get pressure on the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> our, our middle linebacker leads us in sacks. So and we didn't get any pass rushers, so I'm not really sure how that's going to work out. But you know that's that's normally how Dan P's defense looks. So we'll see. I, I am excited just because of the prospect of Dan P's having like top five defenses. You know what I'm saying? Like historically, right? Remember this safety? You said he's pretty good, and uh, he fits the Dan P's type safety oh, yeah. play in the box, out the box, who can blitz, who can do multiple things. So P's going to put him in position to to make some plays. So he, he's the new That's my Neil. favorite pick. He's the new Neil that you know he brings a little thump, possibly, but he brings a little thump <laughs> coverage. And, and and then the other cornerback we got, he's just you know, versatile guy. But uh, mm. with the uh, Cal Pitts, that that just really turns the offense so, up. So, with, with Cal Pitts, are you scared of the, the looming June 1st? Um, Julio could be traded post June 1st or cut June 1st, or you think that this is the offense that? We gonna have going for it. They they trying to win. Yeah, Smith said the other day that he's not here for a rebuild. That they picked the wrong guy if they were looking for a rebuild. He's trying to he's trying to win football games this year, and you know Julio on our team is gives us a better chance of winning than Julio not on our team. Like the fact that like if I listen, if Julio would have somehow made it off of the Falcons, I understand that like this is probably my last year being able to, but let let, let him go out like. Don't don't shoot him in the backyard. You know what I'm saying? Let my man go out with the flames like he should, man. The greatest Falcon to ever live. Yep, that's right. It don't make sense to uh, trade him in the offseason. Once I mean, he gets on the field, next see what Julio can do. His stock is only going to rise. But uh, once I seen him resign Matt Ryan, that just went and showed me that they're in it for the next two years to try to win it. They they have that yeah. type of offense. I feel like they're going to try to replicate a similar to what KT do, just try to get up early and often and, and pin your t- pin the tails back with the defense and just go out to the quarterback and help your defense that way by just scoring more points than the other team. So that's what I am with this offense. That's what they're set up to do. Now when we get in the red zone, ain't no more doubling Julio. You're going to double Julio. You're going to double Pitts. we got two six, six guys down there. So now we're going to, we're going to get touchdowns. It's not going to be no more just field goals. So they're going to be a problem and that's going to help, the defense when all they got to worry about is, Hey, they're probably going to be trying to throw the ball to get back in the game. So um, with, with the, with the Kyle Pitts, that's, that's, that's generally what they showed me right there. This team is fantasy gold. <laughs> Everybody's fantasy gold right now. So with that going forward, we know the Falcons normally average around 600 uh, passing attempts or Matt Ryan himself as averages around like 600 passing attempts for the last four seasons with the extra game being played, how do you think that affects, like, the quarterback? Like, their arms are going to fall off. Like, Matt Ryan's going to throw the ball 700 times, or are we going to have to run the ball a lot, but we didn't get a running back? So 
how y'all feel about Mike Davis going for like for 18 games pretty much? I think you nailed it there. I mean, we're going to try to run Davis and we're hoping to get the best out of him. But in the end, we're probably going to be throwing the ball a whole lot. Matt Ryan's arm is going to fall off. He's going to need that's ice. Right. Seriously, I don't, uh, I don't know how that's going to go. How you feel about that, Javar? No um, running back drafted, Mac Davis. I see and Mac uh, a great running back two option, you know, um, with some upside if he doesn't tire out towards at the end of the season. He could possibly be a one, but he's a, a safe guy that you can draft as your running back two and should give running back two input with this team scoring a lot of points. I think we have to go get another running back in, in, out of free agency somewhere, man. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I don't want to. Who's out there, old. though? We got Le'Veon Bell. I don't want two old like, running backs. They're not going to take over Mike Davis. You can go get somebody just to take a couple touches, but they're not going to take over Mike Davis. It's nobody out there that's going to take over Mike Davis. He's actually talking like Mike Davis. I think we should have got James Conner. Keon Drake is still out there. Did Keon Drake get signed? Yes, he's yeah, great. Right. And oh, James Conner, bro, get off the pod. What are you talking about? <laughs> James Conner could have James Conner would have been cool. No, bro. he would not, bro. That would have been a tie girl the 2.0. No, bro. Come on. Come on. They don't really see, have nobody. Chris Thompson. I mean, yeah, I it's not really a lot. What Mike Davis did last year with the bulk of the carries, and you won't. But you see how he tell. I'm just saying how he tailed right? off toward no, the end. No, bro. No, he's he's 28 years old. Right, and he's decent with the work. We're not going to ask him to do too much, and with the team scoring, he's he's a decent running back for this team. You don't need a star. You don't need a star running back when you got Julio Pitts and Calvin Ridley out there. That's just so the Quadri, way. So Quadri Olsen is who you, who we put our trust in. No, it's Mike Davis this year. You know what I'm saying, but you have to have a backup. Mike Davis is not a, a workhorse um, back. Is what I'm saying. Bro, for this year, he is. Not for no future, but for a year, he is. Like, he's a good competent back for a year. Like, he didn't see what he did last year with the bulk of the carries. And you want James Conner? Next subject, because you're out of your mind. <laughs> you're out of What's your it? mind. Y'all What's think J.B. and Hawkins gets any run, either of these two undrafted guys that we signed? Who's uh, the other one? I've been trying to pick him up in a few little leagues. Caleb somebody? I, I know Hawkins has a lot of speed. And he 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 gonna be like a home run threat or like a screenplay guy, but uh third down guy, you know, I can see Hawkins being that, but taking over for for our Davis getting bulk of the carries, he's not big enough. I right. feel like we don't have no choice. Like I feel like we're acting as if we have. I don't understand like what's the last Mike Davis y'all guys saw, but like he it was it was bad. Like toward the end, like I know he was hot. Like those first couple, you know what I'm saying. He torched the Falcons. He had two Falcons games that he went off, <laughs> and you know what I mean. <laughs> but but he it, like toward those last four games that he played before CMC came back, it was ugly. Like people were like Mike Davis was droppable. Like if we're just talking pure fantasy right but, now. I'm not but, talking like I'm talking fantasy, not real life. He's not gonna get. 22 carries a game here, Kate. We don't need that with that offense. You looking at Carolina where they had no choice. They had Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. They had to give Mike Davis the ball. We got Matt Ryan. <laughs> we don't have to give Mike Davis the ball 22 times a game. He's not going to get the ball 22 times a game unless we're up. Okay, okay. My rebuttal to that is I'm just playing devil's advocate. Arthur right. Smith is coming from an offense where all he did was run the ball with Derrick Henry. So how is he going to adjust to an offense of where now all he's doing is throwing the ball? Do you not think it's going to be some kind of a, a change in that? And that something something has to give, you know what I mean? I you mean, can't go from like your offense simply he, literally predicated around the best running back, a two a 2,000 yard running back, like not even just a regular, like he literally had 200 yards. You want to know the big difference? Tennessee don't have had, Henry. Tennessee had one AJ Brown. The Falcons got three AJ Browns and more. <laughs> you feel me? It'd be dumb to try to run the ball every play. You would be fired by the end by game six if he's trying to <laughs> run the ball. I'm not saying he's trying to run the ball, but I'm saying he, his offense is predicated around him having a good enough run game to to make those deep play action passes. You can't play action if we don't have if you're not scared. Who's gonna be scared of Mike Davis come week 10 if Mike Davis is averaging two yards per carry? That's the and point. everybody's sitting back in coverage. You worried about Mike? We were scoring eight. How are you gonna cover three guys? Bro, they've been covering 
the defense is going to be sitting back, so it's going to be easier for Mike Davis. Mike Davis is not going to be running against a stacked box like he did in Carolina, bro. I I think Arthur Smith is trying to trust his coach in here and thinking that he's going to be able to scheme the running game instead of going out and getting a Derrick Henry type that's going to be able to do it on his own. He's going to have to scheme the running game, I think. He's going to have to, exactly. It's not no choice. Uh, I think Hawkins is a pretty good zone zone scheme runner, too. So, you know, hopefully McGarry can show a lot of progress, but this is we're talking fantasy now. So who is the most beneficiary Falcon from this draft, like after at post draft, who do you think, Javar? Maddie Ice. That's what I was thinking. Matt Ryan. He got. Some- I think Matt Ryan could have a, a. He could be back in MVP form. I mean, he could have left this draft with no Julio, no Pitts, and Justin Fields. You know, breathing down his neck. So That's yeah, he's fact. definitely the big winner here. Do you think that? So is Matt Ryan in your top five? Like of draftable? Who is your top ten? Quarterbacks right now. Dyn- uh, let's go. Let's go. Just redraft. No dynasty. Oof. Well, you're, no, you're dynasty sons, man. Let's go. Let's go dynasty. Top ten right now. All right, top ten. You got to go with Mahomes, then mm-hmm. Josh Allen for me. Uh, I like Herbert, mm-hmm. Dak, mm-hmm. Kyler, Lamar, and what's that? Six, seven. Uh, six. Who else we got there? Um, got your Burrow. Got your burrow for sure. And Lawrence, you got to, you know, with his legs, you got to hope that he can do something. Yes, so he's makes it into your top 12 this year. It's, 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 as far as like dynasty quarterbacks go, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, this okay. year, you know, <coughs> I don't know. Is Rogers going to be in Green Bay? Can we, can we count on him doing what he's going to do? Right. Yeah. You got Russell who you can throw in there that you'll draft before him, but. Right, right. Yeah, he's first. So, so Matt Ryan's not probably not top 10. Not at all. Not at all. So no QB one for Matt Ryan this year. No. Yeah, and dynasty, you drafting Justin Field and probably even Trey Lance before Matt Ryan. So they. Yeah, that's why I wanted to go more, more so, more so redraft. Would you draft? I think, I think Matt Ryan finishes as a QB one. Like if y'all talking about all the weapons that Matt Ryan has and all this, seven hundred yard, seven hundred attempts. You know what I mean? Five thousand, almost six thousand yards that he could possibly have. He has to be mentioned as a, like a QB one. He has to finish up there. Right, but. But as that stated, everybody's going to get these quarterbacks that can run. You can you don't have to draft Matt Ryan as quarterback one. You give him as your quarterback two because he's going to be there after the while. So you don't have to rush and get him, and that's good. No, I wasn't saying when you draft him. I'm just saying like I feel like Matt Ryan is going to finish as a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, one. for sure, for sure. And and this is now. By the time the season start, by the time Matt Ryan can be not shut up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Well, especially if they do a little preseason game and, and once the hype, you once the hype get built about this offense and what they can do, Matt Ryan's going to shoot up some. So it, right. it's how, possible. It took him a little bit to get warmed up when he was with Shanahan. So you might even get like a couple of slow games and then slide in there and pick him up on the cheap. Yeah, that's what Carlos just said, man. Are you not scared of uh, Matt Ryan with new coordinators? You know what I mean? He has been known to be shaky until the second year. Yeah. That's when Matt Ryan shows the, his, yeah. the, the best Matt Ryan in the second year with the offensive coordinator. So that could be something else. But if Arthur Smith is this play-calling guru that they that they deem him to be or that he deems himself to be, you know what I mean, this 30, 30-year-old phenom that he is that had a 2,000-yard rushing, that's that's what I'm scared of. They call him a, a phenomenal play-caller, et cetera, et cetera, but he also had a 2,000-yard rusher. Right. Matt Ryan has always Matt Ryan has had Calvin Ridley and Julio for a long time. Like, okay, Matt, Kyle Pitts is cool, but that, that we've been scoring fifty points a game before. Like, it's only so many points we can score. All right, like, game. How many points are we gonna score? Sixty. The problem. The problem. Listen, but listen. Let me talk. Game. The problem. Let, let me talk, bro. The problem is not us scoring points or us running or us. I mean, or us like running the points up, and getting points. The problem is once we get up. We can't – our defense is not able to sustain the lead because we can't run the clock. We can't run the ball. We've had Tiger uh, – now we're not talking about fantasy, but now we're talking about just – I mean, this has something to do with a little fantasy, but I, I – That's the problem. I see what you're saying. The saying problem is never scoring points. Like, it, it, tight it end does, the it clock down. Scoring points. We're getting Ow. field goals instead of touchdowns. So you add those True. four extra points on there. Still getting 50-something points. And, and, and then I want to also point this out. You worried about – 
him in Tennessee. Look what he did with the people he got. He got a new quarterback in Tannehill that came from a suspect offense that was nobody was high on. That just goes to show you the upside with Matt Ryan in his off. He's got a better quarterback with better weapons around him in an offense. Some would say our offense is better than Tennessee offense. He got some more weapons with him, and he did all that with basically two. I guess if you if you count Ryan Tannehill, three legit weapons in Tennessee. He's about to have four legit weapons, and I give Mike Day right. like a half. Of so weapons. let me let okay. So let me rebuttal. Matt, uh, the last year the Falcons were a top five offense, right? That's a fact. How much higher can the Falcons get? Like, you know what I mean? The problem is not the offense. Nobody in the top five of the uh, nobody in the top five won the Super Bowl. So, like, so who cares? What right? But we're talking fantasy. So like okay, you know, all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> is it a Falcon podcast or are we talking fantasy? I'm right. saying who cares no. about are we gonna go unless we come out here and putting up basketball numbers every game, 70 points on people's head. Grady Jarrett needs to have 10 sacks because who else is going to do it? Nobody. Exactly. That's the problem. Grady Jarrett, it's going to be a different type, you know, defense. You're going to see pressure from the corner, safety, linebacker, not just – it's a 3-4, and and they're trying to just run a versatile. So they're trying to confuse the quarterback and some of their scheme looks with the versatile player. So, you know, you just got to be a a, a little optimistic. We was – the defense should not be in last place. So the defense just is like 18th. We're going to win more games because we've right. lost a lot of games by three points, Gabe. So the defense is not in last place last year. If they even in 25th place, 23rd place, that's like three, four more games we don't want. What, what is we say we lost? We lost games by three points, but you're not understanding that these three points are like 42 to 39 type. You know what I'm saying? Like we if should not defense, lose if a, if your offense can score 40 plus points any given time, last. you should not lose a game. Bro. Top three, but your defensive last, you're gonna lose game. That's the why Buccaneers I'm, come out here next year and score 42 points. Guess who's winning the Super Bowl next year? The bro. fucking Buccaneers. Whatever, Gabe. That's who's winning the Super Bowl. Way to go. Listen, but all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, Deion Jones is too small. I'll never get to have a Falcon podcast. So let's just let's just let's just talk about the Falcons, bro. Deion Jones is too small to play middle linebacker. He needs to play on the on the outside because he's quick. Huh? Deion Jones is too small. Yes, I watch football. I watch a running back run up the middle, and Deion Jones is on it. Deion Jones grabs him and he gets taken three yards every time up the middle. Go put on any Falcon game, and I guarantee you see Deion Jones making a tackle. It's going three yards up the field. When that slot can go for 10 to 15. You can play on the outside and do that. NFL, bro. You need somebody with speed right there. You see see like Buccaneers was doing? Did you see every every time every time that Deion Jones makes a tackle? How far up the field does he go? But, but listen, listen. Is, that's no, no. Answer the question. How far up the field does he go? Three yards every time. He's too he's small. No football, though, Gabe. The linebacker job is is not the linebacker. It's not to go three yards up the field. You're supposed to be you're not supposed to go three yards up the field. Hit a hole. Hit a hole. If no, somebody is touching, he's not hitting. He's not hitting. If he's getting hit. He's not initiating contact, bro. You know, if you don't listen, he's not initiating contact. If you don't listen, you're never gonna learn. The linebacker job is to see a hole, hit a hole. If oh man, hold on, hold on. Let's look up. Can I share screens on here? Can you share screens you on here? Let's look up. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, be quiet. If a linebacker is getting touched, that's that D lineman job. The D lineman is supposed to stop and plug up the hole so the linebacker can see what's going on. So you, when you say that linebacker is being touched by that lineman, that is necessarily not his fault. We do I not you see, you're not listening because I never said linebacker. I said he's getting touched linebacker. by the running back. He's getting pushed up the yard five yards by the running back every time. If you ain't got no D-line, that's what happened, Gabe. Like, anyone, what does the D-line got to do with you getting hit by a running back? Because they have people in his face. You have like, we have, we don't uh, have. A I mean, that's when Javar started pulling shit. Anyway, man, how you feel about Deion Jones? I love Deion Jones. You know, right. he's not going to be Mike Singletary. He's not, you know, he's not sniffing out every run play coming up the the, the gut there and stopping it. But he's amazing in pass pass defense. He wins a, he wins games for us. You know, he's going to he's going to get a key interception, a key time. He's going to turn it to six. I like him. 
I'm not saying that he's not a good runner. I'm not saying that he's not a good linebacker. I'm saying he should play on the outside. So now they're going to run the I three four. Oyo Ku is a better middle linebacker. He's bigger and he's stronger. That's all. Do you I'm think saying. they'll I both play there now, though? Right, the three four. There's there's more like two guys in the middle. Yes. So I hope two so, of them. because I don't, I don't know who else it would be. Maybe Michael Walker. I mean, he might go outside if uh, if uh, I mean, since we're running three four, we might need bigger guys in the inside and put them outside, yeah. but. I, I think he's just more useful in the middle because well, Deion Jones got spin cycled by Drew Brees. That happened. I saw it. I watched it with my eyes. I watched Drew Brees come do a spin move. Deion Jones missed the tackle and Drew Brees scored a touchdown. So, and I, I, I saw. I also saw Deion Jones get the most sacks on the Falcons football team last year too. Uh, with five. With five. Okay. With five. Yeah. <laughs> he missed one sack, but made another five. five Listen, all I'm saying is the problem has never been the Falcons scoring points. That's all I'm saying. Okay, but that's that's in real life. But what I'm talking about, when we went to the Super Bowl, our defense was not the greatest in this the NFL. But it was top 15. Towards yeah, the top 15 they, they, they got better. That's the middle of the class. That is 32 teams in defense. That ain't That's middle. They, that's what I'm telling you. Who's last? As long as that defense get the top twenty, Gabe, that's like five games won for the Falcons. So we don't need the best defense. All we need is them to be top twenty three defense, bro. Because that offense is gonna be on point. If the offense ain't on point, everything go to trash. All we are gonna do is try to get up our Super Bowl year. All we did was get up on people by one by ten points, and then the defense just had an opportunity to pin their their heads back. Again, Javar, we that's had one of the best running games in the league. That's Devontae what I'm, Freeman had a had a fantasy you, MVP year. You don't that need year. the best running game. Did, you did, just said we got up on folks, and what did we do? We stopped, okay. we it, ran the ball. It's 2020, bro. This ain't Terrell Davis days no more, bro. Bro, that was just too the ball. Hard. This, and this is what Javar Javar just want to argue with me. We do what we do need that running game though to close out the games. It, you know. We can't just keep to argue to throw out can't the game. Keep, it hasn't worked. Hey, ding, right. ding, ding. We've seen it. Been there. The problem was never Matt Ryan throwing the ball. He throws the ball 600 times. He gets another game before he's going to throw 660. You know what I mean? Like, what Like what do you want from him? How much do you want? His, he's gonna, his arm is going to fall off. We need another running back. That's what they're paying for. We get enough running back last year. It, it's the way they drafted. I'm fine without them not getting the running back. Just Best draft we done had in a minute. We didn't really, you know, they signed Mike Davis, running back position. It just go draft the running back, and we're probably not even gonna use the running back position like that. It's going we're gonna like brother Matt said, they gonna pass to set up the running game. That's what type of offense this gonna be. You don't scheme your offense to what it's not built for. Glad you're not the head coach. Glad you're right here talking to me right now. <laughs> All right, we're going to come back at the end of the year, and we're going to have the same Falcon podcast. And I want Javar. Javar's going to be like, damn, man, Mike Davis, he man, he just he just gave up week six, man. We need another running back. I should, totally we should need another running back. And I would still, say, unless, unless, unless Hawkins it turns out to be like one of those unsigned free agents that, you know what I'm saying, unless we we somehow struck gold because the Falcons need one, bro. I feel like every team gets one of these unsung heroes. Oh man, he wasn't drafted or he was drafted in the seventh round and he's now a fucking superstar. Like I feel like the Falcons never get one of those. And I feel like hopefully like we got at least one of them, but unless that happens, Javar will be here week seven, week eight, like damn man, Falcons suck because Mike Davis Goddamn, he can only get 50 yards a game or some bullshit. Matt Ryan's throwing 500 yards. He's having 500 yards a game. Well, why are we losing? And I'm going to say, hey, Javar, remember that episode where I said Mike Davis needs to run the ball for 18 games? And you said, man, we don't need him to do nothing. We got Matt Ryan and do, 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 do. And he's going to be like, nah, nah, nah. Oh, and this is what he's going to say. He's going to deny it all. And just like right, I said, he's gonna right, say, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I got a question for you, brother Matt. So with Kyle Pitts coming in, how does this, how do you? Uh (laughs) 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 What'd you say, bro? I said with Kyle Pitts. I said with Kyle Pitts coming to the team, how do you feel like 
that what what that does to Julio? Does he become expendable? No, he, not at all. Not at all. Arthur Smith's trying to win games this year. We're not getting rid of Julio. We want Julio. We need him. I, and he's more than just the Julio on the field. He's the Julio in the on the practice field. He's the Julio right. in the locker room. You know, this is this is the one of the greatest Falcons ever for a reason. You know, we want him right. coaching up pits. We want him teaching mm-hmm. all of these things that he's learned. You know, and just like he did C. Red. Uh, I love it. How do you, who? Okay. Uh, Y'all got anything? Well, anything yeah, say about this, this year Falcons. I I was gonna say, I mean, um, with the fans, I had a question like, before before we wrapped it up. I just before we oh we said what you go ahead I was before just, you wrapped it up. I was just saying with the you know with the fans come back to the stadium, mm-hmm. the, um, cap might inflate just a little bit, so it might get more room. And uh, to piggyback on what Matt said, I'm a big believer that Arthur Blank. Loves Julio. He know the city loves Julio. Julio is the greatest Falcon ever to put on the jersey. He's going in the Hall of Fame as a Falcon, and, and uh, he's going. He's basically right now going to be that player to carry on our, our legacy for a while. He's arguably one of the greatest wide receivers to play the game, and as a fan, I would want him to stay on the team because he's still producing at a high level and to at least play out his contract with Matt Ryan, you know, let them both play out their contract together. That would be nice to see. But uh, it's a business, man. Yeah. I, I feel like if yeah. it comes – I feel this is a business. I feel like it all predicate on what type of season we're having. If we come in and, and we're not, you know, having a great season, but Julio is doing great numbers, I can see us trading Julio to get some assets or, or something like that. But if we're going in and, and we're looking good, offense on all cylinders, we're winning football games, Julio by me might be here to stay. So that's that's, that's what it all predicates on, if we're winning games or not, and that will be the decision on Julio. They got to see what the money talking about. Money talks. That, that's really what the Julio thing will come down to. Uh, yeah. well, so, after yeah. June 1st, like less than 20, you know, 20 million. My uh money, you know, it get dead money that'll go on the cap, get cut in half. So, you know, you know, it's a business, you know. The cap salary, as people say, the cap salary fake. They'll learn a way, they'll move some money around to make I swear, listen, I will burn <laughs> listen, bro. Just don't do that to me, man. Like that if they like if I wake up to any alert that say like the Falcons have cut Julio on some bullshit, oh man. Not I cut. probably that's what I'm saying, but they would do it like they was. I was listening to some stuff. They like just to free the money up or whatever it is. Anyway, let's not talk about that. Let's not put that in the atmosphere, bro. Let's, Matt, right, man, right, right. give me, give me one of your favorite fantasy sleepers this year going forward. Hmm, you hit, you hit me with that one, huh? You mean mm. Falcons wise or or across it's the whole all NFL? just f- fantasy? You know, I guess that I'm still riding that CEH bandwagon a little bit. I think he's a good pickup right now. Uh, Dynasty-wise, I'm always focused on trying to get a young, young running back. And it seems like folks are fading him a little bit. So, Mm -hmm. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Go go Mm -hmm. pick him up. I'm I'm one of those folks kind of fading him. So, I just feel like uh, Mahomes is the best player in the world. And as we've seen last year, it's um they were trying to just keep the ball in his hands every play. But um to to go against that, they did upgrade that O-line. CA should have better running lanes with his opportunities. So the offense should be uh a lot more efficient and look more like an Andy Reid offense next year. So damn, you got me thinking CH might be a good I like that, man. You got Listen, me- Javar, is Patrick Mahomes the best player ever or is Cal Pitts literally? Like you can't say they're both the best player. Hey Matt, man, tell them where they can find you at, man. Thanks for coming to join us here at the session, man. Uh-huh. I appreciate you pulling uh-huh. up. We've been... got no sleeper game. No, that was just for the guests. Huh? Are we getting I mean I oh you want me to give you a sleeper? Yeah, my bad. Uh, I'm do that. I just want Gary to give a little sleeper. See, he just want he want to put me on the spot. He just want to put me on the yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what you uh, got. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, I really like. Huh? Who you feeling? 
like I got like some deep sleepers. I don't have like no top sleeper. I like I like people like Daddy is Moss that just uh the, wow. the tight end for the for the Bengals. Uh, he's he's Joe Burrows. He's Joe Burrows, like former tight end. They had a, a report in. <laughs> I hate Javon so much. They had a report. They had a report in LSU. You know, I now mean, I know why y'all see, need Carlos they, here. Y'all need Carlos. Exactly, Carlos. Did, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> we'll do this all day. So yeah. the um, but I do like I like that. It, that was just off the top of my head. I've been telling people about that. It's more just like a deep, like sleeper, sleeper. And I feel like they're trying to recreate something like a little LSU magic there with Joe Burrow, man. They went out and got Jamar Chase. They got his old tight end for nothing less than cheap. So he's already in his second year as a tight end. I believe it might be, a, it might even be his third year. But I want to say at least his second year. So, you know what I'm saying? The magic year for a tight end is that second going into the third year type of tight year. And he's already accustomed to the NFL. So he's not like he's like coming from nothing. And he already knows the quarterback. So it's not like he has to get readjusted to the quarterback. And that's just like that's one of my picks. So don't go. I already went out and picked him up in all our leisure bar, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm not looking for that guy. I don't want no shares of him. He really didn't flash anything at LSU like that. He was still the third, fourth target on this team at LSU. He's gonna be the third. He's he gonna had be Justin fifth. Jefferson and Jamar Chase. He got Tyler Moore, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins and Joe Mixon. He's gonna be your fifth. Okay, so so when I'm talking about like he's a tight end, so we're not talking about like he's gonna oh, be Kyle I mean, Pitts or anything. Man. Like we just need somebody that we can put on the field and buying, not lose us a game. Not buying. brother Matt. Oh, let me go that way, brother Matt. Hold, he, hold on, who, who was your sleeper? Oh, my sleeper. Exactly. Right. I got. I, I want to go with a wide receiver, but I'm gonna give an even better tight end to the people. Do not listen to Gabe. Go get my boy Gerald Everett. I'm all on it. All right. With uh, when Russell Wilson has a competent tight end, they tight end always end up top twelve ish. So, so uh, Gerald Gerald Everett is a good buy low tight end. He's gonna be there later in the rounds, uh, and he's definitely gonna outplay his uh, AD, ADP. You just gotta see it. Even um, who my uh, Will Disley. He was a competent tight end every time he got on the field until he got injured. And Jared Everett is a much better talented tight end to him and like more that. athletic. And uh, on that football team, he's going to be going one-on-ones. So uh, Jared Everett is my sleeper and much better than a no-name Moss. If it ain't his dad, right, well, I don't want him. If it I mean, ain't but he got, he, got his, he got his pappy jeans in him. He got It got to be something in there, man. If it I, like, ain't- I like I like Fisk I like I like Fisker um from from Tennessee also for sleeper tight ends if we're going sleeper tight ends though like right. a real sleeper tight end uh, he was getting a lot of a lot of burn when um uh what's his name from the tight from New England now John Smith John, John Smith yeah John Smith going out he was getting a lot of burn so I feel like he he'll he'll be he'll be a good uh, tight end this year also I feel like every year we we talk about the tight end landscape like man maybe this year is gonna be pretty good like they got some kind of like quality tight ends like I like Irv Smith also I like him um but it, it always disappoints us at the end of the year exactly it always disappoints us. exactly let's let's not it, even let's not it's even. a good thing it's a good thing to write some articles about in the off season. Exactly. It's cool to see, like, oh, man. All right, yeah, all right. Yeah. One more. Matt, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Javon. Before we leave, you know, we, we was talking fantasy uh, football on the Falcons. So before we leave, I, I know we ain't did our ranking, so this is going to be off the top of our head. We got to give our finishes. Since we said um, the Falcons offense is going to be a dynamic offense, it's going to be fantasy gold. Where do you – I guess I'll start first and give you guys a moment. Uh, I'm going to give you where I, I I think players will finish. So um, I'm going to start with wide receivers, Julio. I'm going to give him a, a top 12, 15 finish. Top, I, I, I just – health-wise, I, I, I mean, we, we can't talk about injuries, but I just think they're going to try to keep him fresh. He's not going to play as many plays. So I can see him as the top 12 uh to 15 calvin ridley i think he's gonna get most of the uses he showed he can be that guy so i give him a top eight finish cal pitts at tight end i give him a top as a question i give him a top uh, top 
nine. I give them nah, anything less than five is not acceptable for anything I, less than five for the generational I, talent. Like it's not acceptable. I, I don't. I don't. I don't Honestly. see him getting many as I don't see him getting more targets than Darren. Oh, Walker, which Kittle. one is it, bro? Is he gonna get all of Russell Gage and hide it, Hayden Hurst targets, no, or not, he's gonna he's get the eighty home. targets? Nah, he's not gonna get. He, you gotta. <sighs> He's not the focal point of a team like a generational talent. You just sat here and told me he's a generational talent. He is. If Robert Tanyan can finish top five tight end last year, I think Pitts can do it. Exactly. Like he had top five. If he if he doesn't finish top five, then I feel like he that was a bust of a year. That was a bust of a draft pick. We could have got so much more value. You also got. I feel like that translates in like the fantasy translates to real life. So if he's not scoring like top five fantasy points. Then I feel like he 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 but probably didn't have a good year. Too, that's those are three guys on the team, and, and even even in the offense, where have you seen three guys finish that that high? Even in KC, it's only two guys finishing that high. Somebody's gonna be the odd man out. So you, you gotta you gotta think. Uh, it better not be him. You, you gotta think about that too. Why right? not be him? It better not be him. Because uh, uh, that's crazy. Now, that's what I'm saying with tight end. He don't need a lot of targets and stuff, you know, because with tight end premium, that's why I, I said just more or less. Top five. He needs, to be, he needs to be the top two. You know why Tanya was the top five? Because he was getting touchdowns. He's the second option. Pitt's probably going to be the third option. It was you know, only one option. It's only Devontae Adams. There's that's, no why other that's what I'm saying. Right, Tanya right. the second option. Yeah. If he, I wouldn't he got, even say second. He just had like a three touchdown game one time, like a two touchdown like, game one time. He just had a lot of touchdowns. When I think catches maybe or something. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like look at the catches. Like I'm pretty sure Hayden Hurst had more targets than than uh, Robert Tonya. I'm gonna I'm look that up. I'm almost right. positive. But like it's not I, a tight end podcast. Javon just likes to argue with me, bro. Matt, we're trying to talk about the Falcons, and he wants to argue about Robert Tonya. It's good. It's good. It's good entertainment. It's good television. This is what people want. <laughs> You're right. Right. Robert Tanya had 11 TDs. That means As I know I'm right because I sat there and I watched it. Crazy. All right. Well, it, I, if pitch, y'all see, are, that's all right. I, I, I said, all right. Dang. Can I finish mine, Gabe? I had Julio top four to 15. I had I had um Calvin really top eight. I had um. Pits a top nine of ten. That's why I'm gonna keep Pits. I'm gonna let y'all be bullish on that. And then I, I got uh the running back Mike Davis running back fourteen to around sixteen, something like that. He, he got to be in the middle of the pack. And then uh Matt Ryan top twelve. I was gonna say top ten, but matter of fact, if Matt if if Julio and them are finishing top eight and top twelve and pit top nine, Matt Ryan gotta be top six or seven. That's it. I'm out. All right. a lot of things that need to happen this year. All right, I'm gonna take Matty go Ice top twelve. Uh-huh. Mike Davis top twenty. Uh-huh. Let's go. Julio. I'm gonna say he's finished as a wide receiver two, wide receiver three, probably. I think I just don't think he I don't think he plays all the games. I can't, I can't, I can't throw him in three. I'm, oh man, Ugh, I can't throw him. In three. I love the guy. I think he's going to do a lot for us out there. But we got a, a lot of balls getting thrown around there, and like you know, Pitts and and Ridley going to start eating them up. So Pitts top five, gotta be. Is that it? Yeah, y'all just being bullish on Pitts and the tight end coming in. You know, I'm not being bullish on him. I'm being. He's a generational talent. You just sat here and told me for an hour that he's a generational talent. He's the best player that ever touched the football field. What I'm, more do you- I'm not saying he's going to be top two. I don't think he's going to be up there with the big dogs, but I, I think he's going to see a lot of targets. And, you know, if he's as good as we hope he is. The last rookie that did it was the fo- focal point in the passing game on his team, and that was Ingram, who had a top year in his rookie season. Um, but he was the focal. He was the number one. He had like 100 and some targets on his team. Right. You gotta remember, he uh Pitts man, I didn't get 80. If Pitts is if Pitts is top five, he got eight to eight to twelve, eight to ten touchdowns. That's the only way he's gonna get top five. Cause he's he probably not even gonna have a thousand yards. He's probably gonna have like seven hundred and so yards. I that's like good that's for doable. everybody. If he if he puts up eight to ten touchdowns, that's good for Julio, that's good for Ridley, that's good for everybody. I, I feel like that's doable. And I feel like I feel like we uh, I'm not even gonna All talk right, about it. So you had you had Julio top 20, uh, Matt Ryan top 12, 
You said Pitts was top five. Now you got to uh, give us Mike Davis and Calvin Ridley. Davis top twenty. Ridley, a man that you know. I don't. I want to say top five. Got to. Yeah, man. Got to. The sky's the limit. That's right. right what you uh, go ahead, Gabe? I'm ready to argue. <laughs> man, we got only ten minutes left of the show, man. Right, I got. Right. Um, I got. I, I can. I can. I'm on board with the really top five train. Mm-hmm. You can talk me into that. I'm on board also with Kyle Pitts having to be. I'm almost saying top four at this point. Like right, I, I want him right behind Darren Waller. Like I'll give him that. I'll give them the top three there, their tier, and Kyle Pitts, the generational talent that got drafted number four, the only top, the only tight end that ever got drafted in the top five, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, needs to be the number four tight end. Like, or why the fuck did we draft him? But anyway, number uh, uh, running back, I got Mike Mike Davis finishing probably like running back twenty six, like right outside of running back two because I see him falling off at the end of the year. Um, I feel he might have a hot start, but I feel like toward the end of the year he's gonna uh, melt down. So he could, so he'll probably be like right outside of running back two conversation. I feel like uh, Maddie Ice, man. I mean, I got Maddie Ice probably finishing like QB, QB around like QB ten. You know what I'm saying? Like that's I feel like that's QB that QB ten is his floor. I feel like QB one is definitely the ceiling with the high, high offense. I mean, Scotty B says like he has a top seven quarterback. Um, trying to think, uh, who who I got left? Julio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I got Julio, man. This might be our first year seeing Julio around like the one running back. I mean, the wide receiver eighteen ish. You know what I mean? Like wide receiver two. Like I feel like he's gonna be a stable wide receiver two. I don't feel like he's gonna be able to depend on Julio for those god godlike numbers. You know what I'm saying? Especially like he wasn't getting touchdowns before, and we just said the only way Kyle Pitts ends up like tight top four tight end is if he gets eight to ten touchdowns. So, I mean, unless we are coming out here throwing seventy touchdowns, I don't know how I don't know what we all expect from Matt Ryan because if the way you talk about it, he need to be the MVP at the end of the year. Are you said it before. You had like this gonna be the, the first time Matt Ryan had a tight end. He done had Calvin Ridley and Julio and Austin Hooper, and in that year Hooper was what top five and Julio top, top one tight end one tight end one and Julio was still top twelve with Ridley still top twelve or something like that. So Austin why- Hooper is not a generational talent, bro. That's what I'm saying. That's what I want to talk about. The generational <laughs> talent. Hooper had like 100 targets that year, and Julio was still top 12. So it's not a t- generational talent, bro. And Julio was younger, and your knees don't get younger, bro. You're not making no sense. That's what I'm saying. Even if uh, Piss is not going to get all of those targets that uh, Hooper got that year. Hooper had 100 and some targets, and Julio still finished. Top what? All right, Los is interrupting us right now, so let Los come in and interrupt us so we can stop arguing. I don't even want to argue no more. I didn't even ate dinner yet. Uh, Pitts, he got Pitts finishing top 10, Julio top 12, really top five, and Davis top 12 in P, uh, PPR. Uh, PPR? I don't know what he said. Top 12 in PPR. Points per game. Oh, he's saying points per game as, as if and Julio's going to be injured. So he's saying... As long as only how many games he's played, he's a finished top top twelve. I can dig it. Uh, see, so yeah, yeah, Mike Davis top twenty four. So we we pretty much all around the same, except oh well, so, uh, Carlos clearly doesn't see Kyle Pitts as a, a generational talent. So, so one trend that you seeing um, this just mm-hmm. throws Kyle Pitts just throws Russell Gage out the window. You know, last year it was mm-hmm. a couple, uh, you know. Little voices of Russell Gage. That's out the window now, unless somebody get injured. So, yep. um, with and with the information we done said, uh, these look like Falcons gonna be drafted in the first four rounds of our redraft next year. So, y- y'all told me a lot. Of, uh, what is it uh, earlier this earlier this uh, episode that Russell Gage had a hundred plus targets? Hundred ten. What was it? 110? That's yeah. crazy. I didn't even know Russell Gage had 110 targets last year. He still finished like wide receiver, like what, four? He dropped a couple wide open, I remember. Yeah. So, so, so it could his numbers could have been way better, but yeah. Carlos, he's not a rookie. He's a generational talent. Like, I'm not accepting anything less than, like, generational talent shit. Like, when Patrick Mahomes came out, he was a generational talent. He could have started his first year. Let me think of another generational talent. Uh, uh What's the... Huh? Even Julio Jones, when he came out, he was generational talent. His first game, he didn't like. 
go off. His first couple games, you know, it took him. <clears> well, he wasn't. He wasn't the first tight end drafted in the top five ever in yeah. the NFL. I've, I've been hearing people comparing to Chase Young, uh, Kyle Pitts to Chase Young. And if you look yes. what he did last year, you know, he was team captain by the end talent. of the year. Right. He, you know, he was proof. I really so. wish we would have got Chase Young last year. We should have been sorry. I don't know what, what made us go and win those last couple of games for a coach that was going to get fired anyway. We could have had Chase Young last year and we could have got the gener- two generational talents. That's all the name I, of this episode, Generational all, Talent. All I'm just saying, I got Kyle Pissy Generational Talent, but Kyle Pitts didn't go to a, a, a deflated offense. If if Kyle Pitts went to a deflated offense where he was going to be the focal point and the major person getting a, a, a lot of the targets, I would be buying in on top three there to a lie. But because you have here, a generational talent on the team as well with him, two other, you could probably argue that, Calvin Ridley might be a generational talent. You know, he still got time to show he's been a dog out there on that field. So he has other stars around him to take the weight off his shoulder to where he can just come in and make, you know, list certain plays. He don't have to be that guy. So, uh, yeah, man, even even with that said, man, and one Q big leads, Ricky draft, I'm drafting him by 103, 103. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, so Matt, man, you got anything else you want to tell the people about the Falcons before we get off here? Who's your favorite Falcon of all time? I know you said Julio earlier, but so let's like Neon Dion's my favorite Falcon of all time. There we go. There we go. I I, love it. Yeah, I loved him at Florida State. I saw him when he was in college. You know, I was I was at I went to baseball camp one year at Florida State and saw Deion Sanders. So always loved the cat. What's Mm. your what's your happiest Falcon moment and your saddest Falcon moment? Well, we all know the saddest Falcon moment. <laughs> right. Let's not repeat yeah, for that. sure, for sure. Man, I don't know. Happiest Falcon moment. I think it is Brian Poole when he did that blindside blitz on Aaron Rodgers, uh, NFC Championship. What was that? 20 that same year when he same just year. pummeled Rodgers. Rodgers is one of my least favorite players in the game. I think he's just a, a whiny-ass little bitch boy. So seeing Poole like knock the shit out of him, that – that did it for me. That's probably one of the happiest moments, too. Like, the moment that I realized, holy shit, we're going to the Super Bowl. Right. No, 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 no. Halftime. Halftime. Halftime of the Super Bowl. <laughs> I was literally like, oh, man. It was like, oh, man. Like, I was like, I couldn't believe it. I said, wow. This is my team. Exactly. My, this, my is, this is us. We are going to, the, we about to win the, and then. Soon right. before I after. All right, cut it. Like, oh, yeah, this is our team. That's right. Oh, this is what Literally, I expected. My happiest moment had to be when we had, uh, you know, when we, when we the Dirty Birds, when we were doing the Dirty Bird, bro. That was like, that was just like, that season was like fire, bro. You just in, in, in school going down the hallway. What's up, bro? What's up? <laughs> I, I like the past of magic, too. Yeah, yeah, that was cool, but we weren't winning then. Yeah, we but, wasn't winning then, but we was passing the magic. With the Dirty Bird, we were winning, and, and, you know, when I seen that confetti fall down and we was going and we was going to play against Terrell Davis in the Super Bowl, that was my happiest moment because I knew when we played Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis was one of my favorite players. I was just like, yeah. Bro, this is a Falcon podcast. I do not care about Terrell Davis being your favorite player, bro. All right, bro. Anyway, anyway, Matt, can you tell him where you can find us at? He he just said the Falcons losing the Super Bowl was one of his favorite moments. I said the confetti falling to go to that Super Bowl. That was my Oh, 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 okay. I was about to say, come on, Jabbar. Like, this is ridiculous. He's an Alabama fan out of the blue all of a sudden. It's, it's really, like, crazy. Right now, you know what I'm saying? It's really crazy. Like, he'll go be a Georgia fan his whole life, and then all, all of a sudden, oh, I go to Alabama. I'm an Alabama fan. Georgia it's really Tech. crazy, man. Georgia Tech. I, I, I don't do all that Georgia it's really Tech. It's really crazy. Calvin Johnson. So you never know. So, like I'm saying, so come back. Come back week eight when he's, like, off the Matt Davis, the Mike Davis train, and, and we'll, you'll, you'll see it. You'll see a news right. bar. Well, let them know where they can find you at, man. We Like, again, man, thank you for coming out. Thank you for joining us in the session, man. Hope he wasn't too rowdy for you. Normally, we'll have Carlos here to calm us down. So, ho- hopefully, you know what I'm saying, we gave the people what they wanted to hear. Hopefully, he was oh, able man. to say enough. Thanks for having me. and definitely looking forward to coming back here week eight for a little bit more of this. <laughs> <laughs> but look, we, we might have to call the segment Ready to Rumble, so... <laughs> Rogers likes to argue with me, bro. It's really ridiculous. You know, if you're on Twitter, you can find me at the Sons of Dynasty chilling with my homeboys. Y'all check us out. There's a lot of good info, mm-hmm. a lot of good content getting put out. 
And sure. that's about it. Unless you're up in West Virginia and you want to come chill out, hang out in the mountains a little bit. Yeah, your back whatever that is in the back looks like it looks really cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> you may not know, but but I'm a nature guy. I'm you know, that's that's all I've been studying through school is around nature, dealing with nature. So I'm I'm right there. I've been to uh, the is it the Shenandoah Mountains kind of rep. So I've been around there a there little bit. There you go. Bingo, man. So, man, like always, man, shout out to Lo, shout out to Javar. Next time they'll be here. I don't really know how to end it on the live chat. I really ended it like some, I don't know, some peace. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs>